Hey you, I'm excited you're here. Welcome to Triumph After Trauma. I'm Caitlin, aka Katie. Designer, business owner, go-getter, and most important, human just like you. I created this podcast to provide tools and support to those of you struggling to cope with a mental illness or work through a traumatic experience. Weekly, I'll share a personal story of mine, how it affected me, resources that helped me out of that dark place, and I'll end each episode with an empowering reminder. What I want for you to know is if I can make it through really tough shit and still find ways to thrive, so can you. Let's get this started. Hello, 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 and welcome to Triumph After Trauma. I am so excited you're here. Today is going to be a really good chat, so I hope you're ready. January is a big month for me, but not because of it being a new year and that being something that I get really excited about. I'm not someone who goes crazy over New Year's, and I'm not someone who is big on resolutions or goals. I am big on New Year's intentions. As much as it is, in a way, a goal I'm setting, I call it an intention because when I set a goal, I have a plan on how to reach it. I have a plan on how to achieve that goal. So to me, it is more of an intention than just having a random goal with no plan on how to reach it. Why am I telling you any of this and why should you care? Because in 2014, on January 4th, I got a very important tattoo. And on that day, I set an intention to stop self-harming. And this month of 2022, I can officially say I am eight years clean. And that is what I want to talk to you about today. I don't want to talk about the gruesome stuff, and I don't want to talk about anything that's going to trigger someone. I want to simply share where I was mentally the day I got that tattoo and decided to actually stop cutting like I was intentional about wanting to, and how I have stayed clean for these eight years. So it's going to be a really, really important episode, but it's going to be a really, really great one. So I hope you're ready. I hope you've got your blankets and you're all cozied up. I hope you've got your pet or your kid all cuddled with you. Whatever errands you're doing, I hope you've got your headphones in so that we're one-on-one. I hope that no matter what you're doing, where you are, you are ready for this chat. Before I really share my story, I would just like to quickly say that this is a topic of self-harm. So if for any reason you think this could trigger you, please listen to any other episode of Triumph After Trauma. If you're okay with hearing my story and you are trying to stop self-harming, and you really are committed to it, then please continue listening because the tips and tricks I have could help you. My goal is to help you, but I do want to quickly give you an idea of how bad things were for me and where I mentally was when I decided I would actually stop cutting and stay committed to it. So that quick story, I will share with you friends and then we'll get on to all the good stuff. I've been struggling with mental health issues my entire life, but they got fairly severe when I was a teen. 
I had lost a close family friend and then my grandfather and I was just an absolute mess. I would tell you what made me start self-harming, how old I was, what I used the first time I self-harmed and hurt my own body. I honestly don't remember those things though, so I don't have those details for myself or for any of you. What I do remember is that I was in a really bad place at the time. I felt emotionally numb. I honestly at that time didn't really care if I continued to live or if something happened to me. I was really a complete mess at this period of my life. I also remember that I used the blade of a razor. I don't know why those are the two things I remember and I don't remember any other details, but that's what I remember. I really truly do not recall anything else. But those details to me are not what matters anyway. What matters to me is that I can recall the day I decided to stop and the work I put in to stay clean. And I think that's important details more than the gory stuff for myself because I would want to focus on the good and that I did get out of that. But I think that's more important for you all to know is the good stuff, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, how you can get clean if you're struggling with any sort of self-harm. So quick recap, I was a teen, lost a few really important people in my life. And I didn't really understand that what I had was anxiety. I just could understand that I was different. I could tell by the way I acted, how quick I lost my patience compared to other kids, how I was more reserved. It wasn't just a matter of being a little bit shy. Like I was super reserved. Like I, there were things I noticed that were different. It wasn't until I lost these people, really started struggling mentally and started making these unhealthy, harmful decisions as a way to cope with my feelings that I realized it's gotta be some sort of depression or anxiety or another mental illness. That is around the time that I really started to understand something is neurologically not right. But it took me years to get to a point of getting diagnosed and finding healthy ways to cope. The first way I tried to cope was at the time wasn't even really a self-diagnosis. I didn't diagnose myself. I didn't go around telling people I had anxiety and stuff. It's just like this internal feeling I had and I was scared to get it looked into, to get it diagnosed. Anyways, back to the point. The first way I tried to deal with what I was feeling and what I thought was going on with me mentally was self-harm. And cutting was the only way I self-harmed. That was just my choice. I wasn't somebody who did all different things as a form of self-abuse. This was it. And unfortunately, that was a really easy thing to cover up because you can just wear right clothing 
and everything's covered, you wear the right smile, nobody knows a thing. And I think really that's probably now that I look back on it, why that was my choice. Because it was so easy to cover up and until I was ready to let people know or make a cry for help, then I could just keep that quiet while I was actually in this phase of self-harming and I was really struggling with depression. There was one person who knew about it and that was my best friend. The reason she was the only one to know about it was because not only was she the one person I knew for sure wouldn't judge me but would actually try to get me the right help, she was struggling in the same way. So on a very personal level, she could understand, we could relate to each other and we could really go through it and try to get out of it together which I'm so proud to say that we, I tried to stop cutting myself before I actually managed to get clean, but it always failed because the first few times that I said I wanted to get clean, the why in my mind was for other people. Other people need me. It wasn't, I want to get better. I deserve this life that I was given. I deserve to be happy and have a long life and thrive. And when you're trying to do something like get clean from self-harm or stop drinking if you have an issue with alcoholism, if you have a problem with drugs and you're trying, you have to do it for you. Doing it for other people will not lead to you actually staying clean. So I learned a few times. Now, of course, when you're in a dark place, actually caring enough about yourself to not harm yourself is really hard. So the first step for me wasn't even just deciding to get clean for me. Because I had to care enough about me first for me to be an option of people that I was getting clean for. So step one was really seeing my worth. I got into this habit and still have it of any time imposter syndrome crept in or creeps in, any time I started to question my worth or anything like that, started to feel like maybe I'm not meant to exist, am I really meant to be here? I got into this habit of telling myself, Caitlin, there's seven billion people on this planet. If all of them were put on this earth for a reason like you believe, you had to have been born for a reason too. And I had to stay consistent with it so that I could eventually actually believe it. You gotta say these things to yourself, high five yourself every morning, give yourself these pep talks every day until you believe it. Now, like I said, I still have this habit. Anytime I start to compare myself or imposter syndrome tries to creep in, I do it. I tell myself, Caitlin, you are meant to be here and you have your own path. Stop questioning yourself. It's just your mind playing games, playing tricks on you. And it's a really good habit to get into, honestly, because that is something that within a few minutes can help change. Once I started to believe that like everybody else in this world, 
I am here for a reason. And I started to understand that my life was worth fighting for, not just basically kind of surviving through. I was able to start opening up about what was going on and how I was dealing with my feelings to more than just my best friend. Now, do not get me wrong, I'm forever thankful for those few years where my best friend was the only one to know and how much effort she put into being there for me when she was struggling to be there for herself and vice versa, I was doing the same. But I'm very thankful for that bond that we have and that we were able to, for those years, really be each other and pull each other through. I will forever be super grateful for that. But when I was finally able to be open with other people, more resources for how to get and stay clean became available to me. I was in my young teens, I would guess no later than 16, when I started cutting myself. And it wasn't until I was probably about 20 that I actually felt worthy enough of this life that I was given to fight for it and to reach out for help. So there was a good four year period where I struggled in secret with only my best friend knowing. And I struggled a lot. I was in a very, very dark place. I didn't like myself. I didn't like the world. I just didn't like that I had to live without my grandfather, all of these things. But like I said, with the continuation of that first habit of telling myself that I'm meant to be here like everybody else, I eventually did get myself to this place where I reached out for help. But if I didn't even start that habit and stay consistent with it, I don't know if I would have even gotten to that point. So that is a very, very, very important step. That first step is crucial. Now, when a bunch of resources became available to me because I finally reached out to people. What I dove into was finding social media accounts of people to follow who had been through this, who were on their own path to healing from trauma and had gotten out of certain dark places that I was trying to get out of. I started to surround myself, even on social media, especially actually on social media, with people who were just a few steps ahead of me who had gotten better so that I could follow their lead. Books was another big thing for me. I didn't just get back into reading because it made me happy. I dove into reading again because it was something that used to make me happy, but I specifically stuck for a while with health, help books and autobiographies of people who had been through hard times similar to mine so that I would see there is a light at the end of the tunnel and I could work on getting myself to the end of my own tunnel. Without those examples, without those people showing me the way, I wouldn't have known, possibly ever, or just for a longer period of time, known that there was a healthier way to deal with my mental health issues. One of the other resources that become one of the other resources that became available to me when I reached out for help, finally, to more than just my best friend, was therapy. I specifically saw a psychiatrist who had for years already been in the field specifically of dealing with people who had gone through traumatic experiences and specifically suffer with severe mental health issues. And 
honestly, it was great. It was a huge, huge help to me. I am not actually in therapy right now, but when things get bad enough, I do have a therapist through BetterHelp that I can message anytime. And I do right now have a therapy toolkit where I can look through 60 different cards and really explore myself and my trauma that I've been through, my childhood, a whole bunch of different things it makes you go through. It was created by therapists and psychiatrists, and I find that that works for me when I'm doing pretty good, but it just helps me keep up with holding myself accountable and looking at myself and things like that. But like I said, when I am really, really struggling, I do have a therapist through BetterHelp that I can message and get some assistance from. So therapy is very, very helpful. Even if you're in a good place, honestly, just having someone to talk to that can be unbiased about your situations and maybe give you a different perspective on things, helpful in so many aspects of life. And one of the other things that I found super, super helpful was when I started to get into a little bit of a better mental place. Anytime that I did feel like I wanted to cut, I, instead of actually cutting, would use a pen. You can use eyeliner or anything like that that will actually show up on your skin if you don't want to put actual ink on you. And instead of cutting myself, like I said, I would use that and I would write a positive word. Whatever negative word I was feeling like, say, worthless, instead I would write worthy a bunch of times on my wrist. Whatever negative thing it was that I was feeling at that time, I would change it to an opposite word and I would write it as many times on my wrist as I needed to until I felt better. Maybe a pen, in retrospective, wasn't the best idea because that was a lot of rubbing it off afterwards. Eyeliner and stuff would have been a lot easier. But the point is, that was actually something that really helped. It may sound like a weird thing to do. It may sound like a strange habit to have gotten into. But it worked. It helped. And then there just eventually became a time, I don't even remember when, that I just didn't even want to cut regardless of negative feelings that came up. There really is a light at the end of the tunnel, I promise. If you're someone who is struggling with mental health issues in any way, shape, or form, there really, really, really is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I hope that some of what I've just shared with you can help you get there. I just wanted to share one more thing with you quickly. Once I got to the first milestone, which for me was a month because being able to go a month without cutting after so many years of cutting basically every day is a big deal. Whatever to you feels like a milestone, celebrate it. Celebrate yourself and your accomplishments because when you celebrate them, you feel good about yourself, you feel proud of yourself, and you want keep doing the good things you're doing. It helps make wanting to stay clean a little bit easier. At least it did for me. And if it's something you're struggling with and you try, I hope it works for you too. Remember, when you're celebrating yourself, no matter what milestone it is, there is no going too big. I don't want to take up too much of your time. So 
I will leave you with this reminder. It's a quote by Lisa Oliveira, who is a therapist and journalist. Just because no one can heal or do your inner work for you doesn't mean you can, should, or need to do it alone. If you're really, really struggling, hotlines are always available and my DMs are always open to you. You're all amazing. You're all meant to be here. And I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. Until next week, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this episode was helpful for you. If it was, tell someone about it who needs to hear this message or share it on social media and tag me at this is Katie, K-A-I-T-E-Y, so we can connect. Life is a wild journey, but we're on it together, and I'm so glad. You're never truly alone. I appreciate you, I love you, and I will talk to you soon.